this concern. And as we prepare to get started this morning, I need you to do me a favor before we have our call to worship. If you are watching on Facebook, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room found on our church website, you are at St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, we want, you to, we want to invite you to share this experience with others. If you're watching on Facebook, share your personal timeline without starting a separate watch party. We want to make sure that we stay in the same chat stream. You can also tag people you want to invite within this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and then text the link in the worship service to your personal network. And if you're working, watching in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Amen. I'm getting ready to ask um, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson to come and give us our call to worship. And while he does that, I'm going to ask that our sound person would make sure my mic is getting right because right now I hear a lot of distortion as far as that is concerned. So we want to make sure it gets right in the monitors as well as in the house. Reverend Stevenson, would you come? Good morning, St. Paul. The psalmist declares, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up out of the realm of the dead. You spared me. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Right where you're at, if you're laying in the bed, if you're sipping your coffee at the table, give God praise. Give him a hand clap of praise no matter where you're at. Give him praise. Because you made it to the last Sunday in September. But there's a lot of people, there's thousands of people who did not make it from last Sunday to this Sunday. But God saw fit to allow you to be here one more time. And you should be able to give God praise for what he has done in your life to bring you here one more time. So if he's done nothing else for you, he brought you one more time. Give him praise. Give him a hand clap this morning. Let us worship him this morning. Please join us as we lift his name up.
Morning St. Paul family, friends on Facebook, live stream. The scripture today is coming from Habakkuk 1, 2 through 4. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed, and injustice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is for help. But you do not listen. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, as we enter this men's day, we bring your presence with us. We speak your peace, your grace, and perfect order into this service today. Lord, we will acknowledge you in all that we say and do today. Anoint our preacher and our musicians, Lord, that they may honor you. Lord, give us strength to deal with the climate in this nation today. When we are confused, guide us. When we are weary, just give us strength to move forward, Lord. When we are burnt out, infuse us with the light of your Holy Spirit. And at the end of the day, Lord, let us find rest in you. In the precious name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Let the church say amen. amen. And amen.
serve the Lord. Thank you, brothers. It is great to have the men in the house on this morning as far as leading us in worship, and we thank God for them. Before I come with my observations, I'm going to ask that bro, Brother Joe Weathers, who is part of the executive leadership of the Men of Valor here at St. Paul Church, he's going to come, and he's going to make a presentation as far as a scholarship is concerned is a scholarship no awards awards my bad awards uh as far as uh 
the men are concerned, and so at this time, he will share that. Good morning, St. Paul, church family, and friends. And I'd like to wish everyone a happy Men's Day for uh, this year, 2020. My name is Joe Weathers, as Pastor mentioned, and I am the servant leader for the Men of Valor Ministry, men's ministry here at St. Paul. You know, each year we present an award to two brothers of the church who have shown commitment and dedication to Jesus Christ, St. Paul Baptist Church, and the community. Those two awards in, are coming in the uh, area of service and missions. And as pastor has taught us, all missions is service, but all service ain't missions. Uh, we present uh, this year, namely the Carl Taylor Service Award and the Ron Davis Mission Award, respectively. This year, we would like to present on Men's Day, September 27, 2020, the uh, Carl Taylor Service Award for dedicated service to St. Paul Church and the community to Brother Deacon David Jones, Sr. <laughs> Brother Jones, this is for you if you're watching. You know what we do. And now the Ron Davis Service Award goes for outstanding and untiring work in the mission field. This Men's Day, 2020, September 27th, to our deacon brother, Jersey Joe Wilson, Sr. Papa Joe, we got you. Again, uh, church family, please give, uh, help me in congratulating these brothers by reaching out to them, and let's give a, a, a rambunctious round of virtual applause to these brothers for their service and dedication to St. Paul. This is that award, if you can see it. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you to uh, Brother Weathers for that sharing and congratulations to our brothers uh, on being recipients because of your hard work and your dedication. We are greatly appreciative of all that you do for the glory of God through the St. Paul Baptist Church. Let me just say, as we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned, uh, before I start making my acknowledgments, uh, I want to thank each and every person that has been so kind and so gracious to me as far as my birthday was concerned on last week, particularly on last Sunday, you all got me good. I was blown away by the kindness and largesse of your generosity when you all came and did a drive-by as far as the church uh, was concerned after Sunday morning's worship. And I have to admit, I was more than pleasantly surprised. So I want to thank each and every one of you, all of you who have sent cards, well wishes, um, and, and, and gifts, and of course, just the grace of your presence uh, coming through on last Sunday got me 
good. It really got me good. So thank you all so very, very much uh, as far as that is concerned. And I am so deeply indebted to you as far as your kindness and your largesse. Um, let me, forgive me uh, for those that are watching us online. My mic is not acting right. Get me another mic. Get me another mic. Bring me your mic, man. Bring me your mic. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Can we get this mic on? All right. All right. Thanks for you all's patience. Um, <clears throat> as far as that's concerned, let me just say that... Um, Again, a thank you for the birthday drive-by. I was blown away. I also, as we share our observations at this time, um, we served over 255 families this past week uh, as far as uh, the food pantry is concerned. So, so we have a lot uh, that is going on as far as uh, people that are in need and my God, um, your kindness and your largesse is making that a working reality as far as being a blessing to um, 255 families. And of course, we know those numbers may continue to even go up. I just want to thank again, Sister Felicia Knowles and her crew for the wonderful job that they are doing as far as being a blessing to um, families that are in need. Also, just want to thank uh, our men of valor for hosting a virtual prayer breakfast yesterday and a panel discussion that was moderated by Reverend D'Angelo Dia with Sheriff Gary McFadden, Brother Cedric Dean, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson, and I. Uh, we had a very rich uh, conversation on yesterday, and I'm not sure how many men we had on, on, on the line, but it was over 40, I believe, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful sharing. Also, this Wednesday, this Wednesday, uh, join me along with Reverend Marco McNeil and Reverend D'Angelo Dia for Kaya. Because this is election season, I've switched the topic for this month. We want to focus on this question, to vote or not to vote. That is the question, to vote or not to vote. It is interesting to note that you have quite a few young people who feel like their vote does not count and who aren't engaged in the electoral process. And so uh, at this particular time, uh, I just want to let you all know that we're going to be talking about voting. We're going to be talking about elections. We're going to be talking about why you need to vote. And so we want you to join us as far as that is concerned. Amen. Amen. Also, we have TNT that is online. We will be discussing Philippians chapter 1, verses 1, um, chapter 1, verses 20 through 30. And so we, we just discussed that. We are asking that you will read Philippians chapter 2 and tune in on this Sunday. Also, just want to mention that Sunday Morning Live, of course, is in full gear. We have classes for every age group. The adult class is taking place uh, before the worship service, the children and youth are having their classes at 4 o'clock. For more information, 
on our classes. We ask that you will check the church's website or contact um, Reverend Brenda Richardson and she can give you more information. But we want to let you all know that we do have something that is for our children and that's held in the afternoon at 4 o'clock uh, p.m. As we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, uh, let me just mention to you all several prayer concerns that we need to be mindful of. Last week, we buried our brother, Disciple Reynard Wright. He is the husband of Gloria Wright. Those services were last week. The family for Deaconess uh, Adrena Kosar. Uh, we had her services a couple of weeks ago. We continue to lift up the family of Brother Calvin Lee C. He's the grandfather of Reverend Peyton C. And then the family of Brother Michael Miller. He's the brother-in-law of Deacon Joe Wilson. And so, uh, please, ma'am, please, sir, remember them in your prayers. Also, we want to lift up a special prayer concern for uh, Gwendolyn Carter. Um, uh, her name was sent in, and we have placed her on our prayer list. And if you notice on the screen, there will be names scrolling as far as persons that we want to lift up in prayer. We want to continue to lift up our pastor emeritus, uh, Dr. Paul Drummond, as well as Reverend Dr. Monica Redman and Reverend Grace Ridgeway, as well as others that are on our sick and shut-in list. I'm going to ask at this time that um, Reverend, well, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson will come and he's going to lead us to the throne of grace as far as these prayer concerns are uh, shared. And we pray that you will join us in this moment. Let us go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now. First of all, God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being the God of our life. Thanking you, God, for giving us one more chance to get this thing right. And God, we come before you right now and we're looking around and we see a world that is almost unrecognizable. God, for we're dealing continuously with a pandemic all across this world. But we know, God, that no matter what things look like, you still take care of your children. And for that, God, we say thank you. God, for we also want to pray right now for those who are dealing with the injustices of a system that is set up to not serve everyone. But we know, God, that, that no matter what happens, that you still take care of us and even though we have work to do and even though we look around and we see things happening to minorities God we still put our trust in you and God you've heard the names that have been called for those who are dealing with sickness and for those who are dealing with loss God if you would just take those families God and let them know that you are still there you still comfort in the midnight hour so hold them now God and pull them closer to your bosom God and let them know that everything will be alright God we can still ask for special prayers upon St. Paul as we 
move and, and do the things necessary that even though the doors of the church are closed that we still move forward impacting this world in the way that you would have us God so give us the strength build us up God to do the work and the mission that you have given us it is in your son's name that we do pray and give thanks amen Amen, amen, amen. If you believe that God is answering your prayer, can you celebrate and give God praise for that right now? I see our virtual congregation joining in. Amen. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Well, beloved, it is time to give. It is time to give. It is time to give. And as we prepare to give, as we prepare to give at this particular time, I want to make us mindful of a couple of things before we give. As we prepare to give, it is Men's Day. We're asking all the men, all the men to give at least $100. Hold on just a moment. Brothers, where y'all going? <laughs> y'all have to forgive me. I saw some of my brothers walking out. I'm going like, you can stay, you can stay. Amen. Amen. Anytime you're able to come to the Lord's house in this age of time, you ought to try to stay as long as you can. Amen. Amen. But as I was saying, it's men's day. And so we're asking all the men to give at least $100 as far as the special assessment is concerned. And we're asking the women to join us as far as giving $50. And as we prepare to give, I want to make you mindful of this fact that if you have lost your job, if you've been furloughed, if you've been laid off, if you don't have any significant income that is coming in, we do not expect for you to give. We're not asking for you to give. If you give out of your poverty, uh, if you give out of your lack, to God be the glory. And of course, we would appreciate it and God will honor your faithfulness, but we're not expecting you to give. However, for those of us that still have some income that is coming in, we do ask that those of us who are strong bear the infirmities of the weak. Your gift, your generosity is being a blessing to others as far as our food pantry, as far as the city is concerned, this state, and even this country and world. So in that vein, we are more than honored uh, and appreciative for your gift and your giving. As we prepare to give, there are three ways you can give here at St. Paul. The first one is by bringing your cash or check. Um, you can send that your check or money order to the church at uh, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Or if you want to bring your cash or check or money order to the church, call the church, make sure someone is here to receive your offering, and then you can work out a time where you can drop off your gift. Also, you can give through the website, and you can also give through the app called Givelify. If you don't have that smart device on your phone, download that smart device. I mean, download that app to your smart device and then, of course, connect it to your favorite credit card and give as far as Givelify is concerned. So as we prepare to give, I want you to do me a favor. If you would, take your offering, place it in your right hand like you would if you were here at the church and we want to give God what's right, not what's left. Amen. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you right now and we say thank you. Thank you, God, for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you, to covenant with you, to give 
And God, for those of us that are practicing the biblical discipline of giving tithes and offerings, we know there is a special blessing connected to that. And then, God, for those that are giving something, we pray you will honor their faithfulness and propel them to a place where they can engage in biblical giving. And then, God, who, those who are giving out of their poverty, out of their lack, bless them in an extraordinary way. And then, God, for those who feel like they don't need to give anything, even though they have something to give, continue to touch and tenderize their hearts. God, if you would, take these gifts of ours, bless them in a wonderful and miraculous way so that your work, your witness, your word will go forth through the St. Paul Church. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you would go ahead and give at this particular time, I want to, before we have our selection for uh, the sermon, I want to introduce our preacher for this morning. Our preacher for this morning is one I've been knowing for, oh my gosh, at least 20 years. Uh, he is the pastor of the First Church of God, better known as the City of Refuge in Columbus, Ohio. Bishop Timothy J. Clark is a faithful, gracious pastor. He is a powerful teacher, uh, very strategic as far as doing the work of the ministry, and he is known as a prolific preacher, loving God and the people of God, uh, that his ministry uh, goes beyond the boundaries of the city of Columbus. Uh, Bishop Clark was called to ministry in 1974 at the First Church of God in his hometown of Far Rockaway, New York, under the mentor of the late James E. Cray. He began his pastorate at York Avenue Church of God in Warren, Ohio in 1977. And then he transitioned to become the senior pastor of First Church of God in February 1982 in Columbus, Ohio. He was consecrated to the office of bishop in September of 2001. He is the founder and chief prelate of the Berean Fellowship, an international assembly partnering with pastors of small to mid-sized churches and young pastors and those new to the pastoral ministry. And through the Berean Fellowship, he has equipped pastors and leaders with tools necessary to engage in effective and efficient ministry. He has been a faithful servant at the first Church of God in Columbus, Ohio, and he is a friend and a brother beloved. He is also the chairman of the General Assembly and the president of the Minister's Council, which represents both the governing and functioning bodies of the Church of God International Assembly. Uh, he is married to Lady Clark. He is a loving father and grandfather and just a prolific and profound preacher. It is a joy for me to present to some and introduce to others uh, our preacher as far as our men's day is concerned and the person and personality of Bishop Timothy J. Clark. After our men bless us with song, the next voice you will hear would be that of Bishop Clark. Amen. I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to say through him. So God bless you, Bishop Clark. Brothers, we ask that you will come and bless us with your gift of song at this time.
I will said that he will
cities and be with you at the St. Paul Church. Unfortunately, uh, COVID-19, this nouveau coronavirus, had other plans, but I am so honored and I am so delighted that uh, we are able, by means of technology and media, to still worship our God together. Listen, before I go one step or second further, would you join me in giving thanks to God wherever you are however you're viewing however you're watching would you join me in giving thanks to God and expressing our appreciation to God for the life the labor the ministry of my nephew your pastor the Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott come on let's celebrate him let's honor him what a gift he is to the body of Christ. I'll tell you about your pastor and I'm going to move swiftly on uh, to the word. But some of you are old enough to remember uh, Sara Lee Poundcake and their commercials. This was some decades ago. And uh, the Sara Lee commercial said, some of you will remember it, everybody doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. And I'll tell you about your pastor, everybody doesn't like somebody, but nobody in their right mind doesn't like the Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott. He is one of God's finest men. He is a gentleman in every sense of the word. He's a preaching phenom, and St. Paul is blessed and honored to have him as your under-shepherd. Now, while we are saluting him, would you also join me in celebrating, affirming, and thanking God for the ladies in his life whom I affectionately call whenever I talk to him on the phone. After I see how he's doing, I say, and how is 
the queen and the princess. Come on, give it up for the first lady and the first daughter. I love you with all of my heart. You are the essence of African-American femininity and you're a Nubian queen and I love you both and I thank God for you. Thank you for making Scott look good in every sense of the word. One more quick thing. Let me just say to my niece, um, uh, Reverend Kelly, uh, who's there, the niece of my brother, your pastor's spiritual father, the Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth. I am so glad that Kelly is there with you. Take good care of her. Whatever you do for her, it's like doing it for me and for Dr. Booth. Well, today is Men's Day, and let's, let's give thanks to God for the mighty men of the St. Paul Church. Come on, celebrate the brothers, the baddest brothers on the block, the brothers of the St. Paul Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Listen, want to go to the Word of God today. I'm going to ask you to open your Word, your Bible, however you do that, wherever you have it. And I want to invite your careful and prayerful attention to a particular pas passage portion. Uh, some preachers, when they're trying to be deep, say pericope. I want to invite you to the book of 1 Corinthians. And if you'll look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Um, those of you who um, traffic in the word of God and are familiar with Pauline writing, uh, you know that the nature, the composition as it were, of most Pauline epistles follow pretty much a trend. Um, really a part of the um, oratory of that day, pretty much part of the writing style of that day. And uh, Paul writes in a certain way. It's one of the ways we know how to attribute certain epistles to him. Uh, you, you know that, for instance, the book of Hebrews, uh, there's this debate as to whether or not it's Pauline in its authorship or whether it's written by Peter or by James or by some unknown apostle or one of the scribes who serves the apostles. We don't know. Uh, but one of the reasons uh, people say, scholars say, that it's not Pauline is because it simply doesn't fit the style, the writing style of the apostle Paul. When you follow Paul's writing style, when you follow how he writes, the rhetoric and the style, the system and the structure that he writes in, it follows a pattern something like this. You have salutations, introduction. Uh, Paul introduces himself, will often introduce the companions who are traveling with him. He will greet them and then he'll go into what is more or less what uh, is often called in speaking his argument or his body or the points or the issue that he wants to confront, teach on or deal with. As Paul comes to the end of that letter, he normally ends it in one of two ways. With short, pithy sayings, admonitions, instructions, and or he will include more greetings and more salutations. 
that pretty much is the framework of Paul's writing style. And that's what we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and we come to verse 13 on this men's day. It's just one of those short, pithy sayings as he wraps up this letter to the saints at Corinth. Verse 13, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit ye like men, be strong. <laughs> Let's try it again. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit ye like men, be strong. One of my favorite songs comes from the rich tradition of African-American hymnody, song we don't sing it much anymore, and that's to our shame, and I would also say also to our loss and not benefit, is that marvelous hymn, A Charge to Keep Our Hands. Got to have a good Baptist deacon to raise that hymn or a real good singing preacher to raise that hymn. A charge to keep our have, a God to glorify, never dying, soul to save, fitted for the sky. To serve this present age, my calling to fulfill, and oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. Help me to watch and pray and on thyself rely. Assured, if I that trust betray, I shall forever die. A charge to keep our have. That's what I want to talk about on this Men's Day 2020, St. Paul Church. I want to talk about a charge to men. Paul as he again comes to the wrapping up. If he were preaching, he would probably say, I'm closing now. And as he's wrapping it up, he's got a little run going. And he comes to this, what we call verse 13. You and I know you're a well-taught church, you're a pastor, scholar, theologian. You know that verses and chapters in the Bible, King James, New King James, New, uh, Stand, New Revised Standard Version, the Living Bible, whatever translation you have, you know those numerals that represent chapters and verses are not sacred. They were not part of the original manuscripts. They are not part of what was written when Paul wrote this letter uh, to the church at Corinth or the churches at Corinth, much like when he wrote to the churches at Philippi or Galatia or when he wrote pastoral epistles to Timothy and to Titus. When Paul wrote them, come on now, you know he wasn't sitting there writing and saying now chapter 4 verse 12. Now those verses, those chapters are not sacred. Paul writes this letter to them and it's almost as if he were saying where he preaching, I'm closing now. He's on a run and then he comes to what we call verse 13 and he uses verbiage 
and language and nomenclature that I am sure, and, and I'll touch on this in just a moment, I am sure was universal and unisexual in its application. But he does make use of this term men. And so I think without doing irreparable harm to either Paul's intention or to the text itself, I just want to call, I want to pull, I want to take that text and I want to lift it up. And the same way them old saints of my childhood sang a charge to keep our half, I want to challenge the men of St. Paul in this men's day 2020 with a charge to men charge to men let, let me say this very quickly it may be a sociological observation more than a theological one but allow me just this moment to meander if ever we need it within our culture within our society and within our race stout-hearted strong-hearted men God knows it is today. When one stops to think of the plethora of problems that are plaguing our race and plaguing our nation and plaguing our community and plaguing our times, there is something almost innately and intuitively within us that yearns for, longs for, cries out for God, give us men a time like this demands. God, I feel like preaching that there's something in us. And can I say this very quickly, parenthetically, on my way to where I'm going? Because I don't want to keep you long. Because once this thing lifts, I want y'all to invite me back where I can come get me some fried catfish, some sweet tea, and some collard greens. But let me just argue for a moment here that this cry, this urge, this longing, this desire is not just on the part of our women. Preach Clark, I think I'm about to lose everybody. We all know that there are so many women in our churches, in our community, in our family, bright and brilliant and beautiful who are not able to know the secure love of a secure man. So many of our beautiful, brilliant, bright black women live through life and go through life desiring to have the companionship of a Nubian king, someone who will care and cover them. And so yes, our sisters, our daughters cry out and yearn God give us men but I want to suggest today it's not just our females it's not just our daughters it's not just our granddaughters it's not just our nieces but beloved I believe all of creation all of the race all of our community and yes all of our churches are crying out God Give us men a time like this demands. Everywhere we turn, everywhere we look, it seems as if men are derelict, abdicating their responsibilities and absent from the places they are most needed. Can I stop right there, pull over and park, and before I go any further, I don't want to make that a broad sweeping indictment. In fact, I think St. Paul ought to give God praise for the good 
good godly men that are in your ranks that make up your fellowship and are making a difference not only in St. Paul but in all of Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks be to God that there are still some good godly generous gracious genuine men still walking the earth i feel like preaching that when i was a little boy my grandmother of sainted memory would look at some men walking down the street i grew up in new york she'd look at some men walking down the street and she'd shake her head and she said that there ain't nothing but breath and britches how glad we are today that starting with your pastor coming on down through the ministerial team the diaconate board and the trustee board and the various and sundry mem uh, ministries of saint paul into the membership ranks of that church Thanks be to God. They are some, somebody holler real men at the St. Paul Church. It's to those men that I want to give this charge. But it's to the brothers on the block who have not yet stepped to the plate. That on this Men's Day 2020, I want to pull. I want to call from the words of Paul as he wraps up 1 Corinthians 16. And says the words of our text. And gives what I think is a charge to men. Are you ready? Let's look at it. Here it is. Come on. Let's walk let's walk and work our way through this text today. There are three things I see here. Are you there at verse 13 with me? First thing I noticed, I think you noticed it because you're in a house that has a preacher and any house that has a preacher is a preaching house and that's a well-taught house. First thing you notice that everything I'm going to say today relative to this text does so understanding, perceiving, watch this, that when Paul takes pen, quill to hand and applies it to paper, he is writing this, stay with me, in the form and the style of a militaristic tone. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble, but it won't be the first time. One of the things that has hurt the church is we have become so soft. We have become so non-confrontational. We have become so laid back and lackadaisical, so complacent and compliant that we are not a threat or a danger to anything or anybody. Some 30, 40 years ago, your pastor was still coming into uh, a childhood and adulthood, probably in his teenage years, some 30, 40 years ago, there was this debate raging within the church. And it wasn't in the black church. It was over there in that other church. Uh, this whole argument about militarism and how we ought not sing certain songs that because, and they wanted to take all the blood songs out. They said it was too vulgar. It was too dark. It, it was too depressing. All it sounded cannibalistic. So they wanted to take all the blood songs out. Didn't want us to sing. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. They didn't want us to sing. There is a fountain filled with blood. They 
want to take all the blood songs out. And I told First Church, I said to them, I said, now listen to me. I know the debate that's raging. I know the argument. I know the discussion in seminaries. I know what's happening in denominations. But we are never going to stop singing the blood songs. Because if you take the blood, I feel like preaching now. If you take the blood out of our religion, if you take the blood out of our salvific experience, if you take the blood out of what God has done for us, we don't have nothing. Because everything we have is by the blood. Them old saints used to sing that song during communion. The blood, the blood, the blood done. Sign my name. And beloved, we must never stop singing about the blood. But it wasn't just the blood they didn't want to sing about 30-something years ago. It was also all these what they called militaristic songs. So they didn't want us to sing, you know, uh, we're marching to Zion, beautiful city of God. They didn't want us to sing onward Christian soldiers. Y'all ain't helping me. They didn't want us to sing, am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb? They wanted to anesthetize and neuter religion so it took all the blood out and it took out the fact that we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. Well, thank God Paul didn't know anything about that. He wasn't buying into that. So even in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, he writes it from a posture and position that sounds quite militaristic to me. And it's those points I want to lift up today for your prayerful consideration. Come on, walk with me and work with me as we weave our way through this particular passage. Here's the first thing. Remember, the military imagery of Paul, this idea of soldiers as he talks to men. I'm sure it's universal, but you allow me on men's day to sort of make it more specific, to, to bring it a little bit closer to home. And uh, let's just give a charge to the men. Here's the first thing I noticed right there. It's all in verse 13. We, ain't, we don't have to go any further than verse 13. First thing I noticed, it's a charge to serve. It's right there in the text. Watch ye. Stop right there. Watch ye. Watch ye. Anybody been in the military, anybody who's served uh, our nation and armed forces already gets the image of that of that watch ye here's what he's really saying he's saying uh, stay on your post <laughs> and uh, stay on guard y'all ain't with me stay, stay on your post and stay on guard. In fact, I'm preaching here in an empty sanctuary and the young man uh, behind the camera, uh, one of our media persons is Brother Daryl Peaks. Daryl is a veteran of the Vietnam War, works so well with our POW and veteran affairs in the state of Ohio. And, uh, and, and Daryl won't mind me telling you, he bears in his body the marks of his service for our nation. We ought to applaud those men, particularly those who served in the Vietnam War, who came back not to applause and parades, but to ridicule and shame. If Daryl were preaching this sermon, he'd tell you today that one of the things you got to learn how to do is to serve. Well, let, let me show you what I mean. When a man or woman goes into the military, what do they say? What branch did you serve in? In fact, when I was a boy growing up, they would say, you know, so-and-so's going in the service. 
Yeah, so that's what Paul said. First thing Paul says in a charge to men, let's go back and look at it. It's right there in verse 13. He says, watch ye. And that word watch ye is tied to the idea of staying on your post and being on your guard. In other words, you signed up to serve. Can I say this? I hope pastor doesn't get mad. If he does, he'll just correct his uncle. But I tell you what, we need some more men at St. Paul. We need some more men at First Church. We need some more men at University Park. We need some more men at Friendship. We need some more men at Mount Olivet and at Tridestone. We need some more men in our churches who watch this who don't mind serving who aren't just coming for a fashion show not trying to come and hook up trying to be a player player come on y'all ain't gonna help me y'all shouldn't invited me if you didn't want the truth trying to be a player player trying to be a halfway broke pimp somebody i was telling somebody the other day i was preaching in our national convention and i said folk running around here trying to be a sugar daddy and really all you are you can't even be a sugar daddy. You really just, you know, some saccharine. That's all you are. You not no sugar daddy. You splendor. And here it is. We need some men who will not just try to be player player. Not just sit around trying to show off in front and flaunt. We need some men who will somebody holler serve that's what text says first thing paul says charge to men i want to charge the men of saint paul to serve stay on your post and be on guard oh my lord listen we got predators trying to get into our community we got predators trying to get within our family ranks we have predators trying to hurt our children we have predators trying to creep into the church and what we need are some men who will stay on their post and be on their guard i wish somebody would help me preach that today would you if there's a man in the room or in the house with you just sort of look at him and say stay on your post I know you get weary. I know you get tired. I know you get discouraged. I know sometimes you get frustrated. But my charge to you from the pen of Paul is serve. <laughs> to serve this present age. Here's second thing. I got to hurry. Don't want to keep y'all too long. Say the second phase of this charge. Serve. Stay on your post. Stay on your guard is stand look right there verse 13 watch ye stand fast in the faith stop right there stand fast there it is you missed it watch ye that's first thing serve second thing stand let the whole church say stand come on watch ye that serve in the military in the service glad to be in the service one more time i'm a servant of the most high god but then he says after you serve you got to stand and watch this he says you got to stand in the faith and there are three things that i want to apply three truths three principles that i think that suggests first of all you stand firm Come on, God don't want, God don't need, God can't use no coward soldiers. Stand firm. Stop vacillating. 
Stop equivocating. Stop being blown about by every wind of doctrine. Know who you are. Know what you believe. Somebody holler, stand. That's what he says. Stand firm in the faith. First of all, stand firm. Then stand fixed. I like that. Fixed. You got to be, old folks said, fixed and settled. You got to dig your heels in. And you got to make up your mind. Come hell or high water. No matter who's with me or who's against me. No matter how things go. I know even with this election and with the pandemic and with the rise in violence against our black men all over this nation. There is the tendency and the temptation to vacillate and equivocate to buckle under and to give in to capitulate to all the pressure but I need somebody to holler stand look at a brother just tell him stand don't just serve stand stand firm stand fixed and stand focused keep your eye on Jesus Christ on to the goal keep pressing don't let what's going on around you determine how you respond nor how you move forward. Make up in your mind, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. If God be for us, I feel like preaching that he is more than the world against us. Charge to men, first of all, sir. Stay on your post. Stay on God. Your church needs you. Your family needs you. The community needs you. The kingdom needs you. Stay on your post. Stay on your God. And while you're on your post and on your God, stand. What Paul says over there in his letter to the Ephesians, he says to them, having done all to stand, you keep on standing. I wish I had a crowd in here today helping me. I'd know where to holler right there. Having done all to stand, you keep on standing. Sometimes we feel like giving up, but my grandma, you sing that song, Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. And old deacon used to pray, he'll build you up on every lean inside. I wish I had some old folk at St. Paul watching me in their house who could just tap on the computer and say I know what you're talking about where would we be today amid all we've come through and let me just say this as a sociological analysis of our current contemporary condition this is not the first time we've been through the storm every since 1619 somebody talking about the pandemic and COVID-19 my god we've been in a pandemic and a COVID since 1619 when they brought us here like animals and cattle, branded us, raped our women, separated our families, mutilated our men. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. But if our forebears made it then, somebody holler, we can make it now. What you got to do is you have to stand. Somebody said, stand, stand, soldier. That's what them old folk you sing, stand, soldier. Stand. First charge to men, sir, stay on your post, stay on your guard. Next one is, watch this, serve. And then here's, here's the last one. It's right there in the text, verse 13. I ain't making nothing up. Watch ye, that's serve. Stand fast in the faith. 
that stand, that's right there, and then quit you like men. Act, come on, quit you like men. Get, up, get, up, get the attitude of a man, and then here it is, be strong. <laughs> be strong in the Lord, Paul says in Ephesians, power of his might, put on whole armor of God. Be, be strong. Be strong. If, if ever we needed, I'm so glad that Doc Scott didn't cancel Men's Day. Because if ever men needed to be challenged and charged, it's today. To serve, to stand, to be strong. I feel like preaching that. Notice there are three ways that you and I are to show strength and be strong. Here's the first one. Be strong in the law. <laughs> don't, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to do this by yourself. It's not by might and it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. You, you need the Lord. You, I quoted it a moment ago. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, the helmet of salvation, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Put, get in your hand the breastplate of righteousness and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you, you be strong in the Lord I wish somebody could holler that right there you be strong don't be strong in your own wisdom and your own strength I don't care how many Wheaties you eat you can't be strong in yourself of yourself and by yourself but you can be strong in the Lord but not only strong in the Lord I want to challenge the men of St. Paul on men's day 2020 be strong Strong in your loyalty. That's right. You know, we were talking about how militaristic this sounds and how Paul is no doubt using the imagery of the military. You know what happens when you go AWOL absent without leave. You know what happens when you turn coat and run. They call you a Benedict Arnold, a traitor who gives aid and comfort to the enemy. Preach Clark. I want you to cultivate there at St. Paul. I want every man at St. Paul to be strong, not only in the Lord, but take your level of loyalty to another level. I want you to be loyal to the Lord, but be loyal to your pastor. Be loyal to the ministry and the life of St. Paul. Be loyal to your family. Be loyal to your alma mater. Be loyal to the organizations that you are a part of. Be loyal to our race. Don't be a turncoat. Don't be a Benedict Arnold. Be loyal. Stand. Be strong. Quit ye like men. Act like a man. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in your loyalty. And then verse 14 gives us a, a final admonition. And be strong in love. Because verse 14, Paul says, now do everything in love. <laughs> yeah, see, see, brothers, that's where God tempers some of that machismo, that macho stuff. That's where God tempers some of that rough, gruff stuff in us. Be a man, but don't be a bully. I wish somebody would go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and tell that person that be a man, but don't be a bully. Don't be a tyrant. Don't be a dictator. Come on, y'all. 
Y'all aren't helping me preach this today. There's more to being a man than walking around barking and stomping and yelling and growling. Don't beat on women. Don't abuse your children. Don't mess around in the community. Don't hurt and harm your church. Paul says, as a man, whatever you do and everything you do, do it in love. Here's why. Because God is love. And when you love, you are being like God. When you love, you are exhibiting God when you love you are showing forth the life of God in your life and can I tell you what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 he says there now abides faith hope love but the greatest of these is love I gotta go y'all thank you for letting me come through Charlotte by means of the media can I close it this way Watch this, because beloved, here's what you and I have to remember. It's what them old folks say. Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb, and shall I dare to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the flood? Is this vile, I know y'all don't know all songs, is this vile world a friend of grace to help me home to God? Sure, I must fight. I hope they got the organ on me now. Sure, I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I'll stand the test, endure the pain, supported by your word. And then I love that last verse. The consecrated cross I'll bear till death shall set me free. Then what you gonna do, Clark? And then go home, my crown to wear. For there's a crown for me. Charge to men at St. Paul, serve, stand, be strong until that day God calls you home. Because if you live right, heaven belongs to you and you can trade in your cross for a crown. And the church said, Amen. My God, my God, my God. Had he been here, we would be running around the church right now. Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate my spiritual uncle, Bishop Timothy Joseph Clark? Thank you, Bishop Clark, for a very powerful, prophetic, pastoral, and profound word that has been shared, particularly for the men, but really in general for all of us. We are blessed. We are so blessed by uh, your word. And I can't wait until this COVID-19 pandemic lift and the fear is greatly abated to have you physically in this house uh, to share with the wonderful, gracious, kind people here at the St. Paul Church. Were you all not blessed by that word? Amen. If so, can you just give God praise for Bishop Timothy Joseph Clark? Amen. 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 I... We want to take this opportunity to extend to those who are watching us this chance to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you want to be the man that can maintain that charge, if you want to be the woman that can uplift that charge, you got to have Jesus Christ in your life. And to have Jesus Christ in your life basically means that you got to believe that God sent him to die for your sins. You got to believe that God allowed for him to die on the cross and then 
three days later, God raised him from the dead and he has all power. You got to believe that, that God will forgive you of your sins. And you got to be willing to allow for the Holy Spirit to do the work in your life. It's not based upon your works. It's not based upon how much you come to church. It's not based upon how much you read the Bible. It's not based upon how much you pay as far as offering and tithes are concerned. It is all about your faith. And your faith will enhance your function. You don't get saved through service. You serve because you're saved. And so at this time, I want to lead you in a short prayer. And if you decide to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today on Facebook, type salvation. A digital minister will come, will contact you. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, call the church at 704-334-5309. Leave a message or email us at connect at spbcnc.org. And by five o'clock tomorrow, someone will be in touch with you. If you want to join the Lord's Church here at St. Paul, we are receiving people virtually. We're receiving people through technology. People are joining our church and we're going to start our first CEO class virtually for this quarter next Saturday. And so you can even join the church even though you're not in the physical building. And if you want to join the church, all you just got to do is type in the connect as far as the chat window is concerned, someone will reach out to you and let you know what next steps are. Or call the church and um, let us know that you want to join St. Paul. So do me this favor, if you would. If you would, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we lift up this prayer of new life and salvation. If you would, repeat after me. God, I believe. God, I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins I believe you raised him from the dead and I believe that one day he's coming back but until then I need your Holy Spirit so send your spirit into my life forgive me of all my sins help me be the person you want me to be I'm sorry for all the wrongs that I have done and I thank you now for the gift of salvation it's in the name of Jesus Christ I pray this prayer amen amen if you prayed that prayer you meant that prayer you're sincere about that prayer you have a relationship with God because of your faith in Jesus Christ. And if you will follow those prompts that I just mentioned, we will let you know what your next steps need to be as far as becoming a part of St. Paul Church, as far as becoming a follower of Jesus Christ, as far as having Jesus as God, as far as having God as your heavenly parent. Thank you for joining us. I'm gonna thank the men for their um, participation in our men's day. I want to thank our male ensemble.
how they have blessed us tremendously and give a major shout out to Deacon Reginald Ross, their musician, and all of those that serve with them to their musicians, to our media ministry. We're going to stand. We're getting ready to get out of here. And of course, it's been a great men's day, great men's weekend, and we are one day closer to coming back in as far as our worship services are concerned. Join us Wednesday, Makaya, as we talk about to vote or not to vote. That is the question. And join us Thursday for Bible study. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To the wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. The brothers are going to sing us out by singing, let the church say amen. God loves you and so do I. Look forward to seeing you real soon. Come on, brothers, lift that song up. Let the church say amen. Join us singing this song. If you're watching us virtually, lift up those voices in your house, in your kitchen, in your living room. Let the church Have a good day. God bless you. What a time, family. Oh, thanks for staying with us. I'm Reverend Kelly Baptist, and here's what's happening with St. Paul. In addition to our Wednesday food distribution, we have coordinated with the Belmont community and the Bold one, Market, two, and one, now we host one, a fresh produce donation or free market each Wednesday in the apartment parking lot of the Center Square Apartments from 3.30 to 4.30 p.m. or whenever they run out. The produce is donated from local farmers, coordinated through the mobile market called The Bold, and this is open to anyone in the Belmont community. For those who wish to donate towards their produce allocation, they do accept cash, credit, debit, and EBT cards. The suggested donation is about three items per dollar. Just look for the purple tent in the Centra Square apartment parking lot and get you some free produce, y'all, or drop off a donation, okay? Join us Wednesdays for a quick 15 prayer and devotion with Pastor Scott and the St. Paul family. Dial 425 585-7753 to participate. As a reminder, we'd like to encourage you to start connecting to the call around 8 p.m. That way you can talk and chat with the St. Paul family while you wait for the call to start at 8.15. And if you are able to dial in, 
why not three-way call a friend who's not able to connect? Remember, the deadline for the completion of your census data has been changed to September 30th. Please make sure to be accounted for by this new deadline. Check out census.gov for more details and to be counted. Greetings on behalf of St. Paul Baptist Church and our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott and the Social Justice Ministry. We want to encourage every eligible voter to get out and exercise your God-given right to vote. We're close to election day, which is on November 3rd. Early voting is between October 15th and October 30th. We're encouraging everyone, if you have not registered to vote, and you can meet with a representative from the Social Justice Ministry outside of the Ray of Hope on Tuesdays from 10 to 1130 and immediately after Sunday service. We're encouraging everyone to go to the polls if possible. Exercise your right to vote at the polls. There is the concern about voter purging or losing votes due to mail system. We're encouraging you, if you're able to, to get out and vote. But if you need to send in your ballot by mail, you have until, excuse me, you have until November 2nd to mail in your ballots. We're encouraging everyone to vote because we know the impact of seeing children at the border taken away from their families. We're encouraging everyone to vote because we know the sting and pain of white supremacy and how it has hindered our communities. We're encouraging you to vote because we know the pain of inadequate housing, healthcare, employment, education. We're encouraging you to vote because we want to eliminate every system of oppression that is hindering all of God's children. Please get out and exercise your God-given right to vote. Thank you for your time. TNT returns on Thursday at noon and at 7 p.m. Pastor Scott will be taking us through a study of the book of Philippians when we continue in TNT starting in September. You can watch from YouTube, the church website, or Facebook. You can even dial in by phone. If you're driving, please don't watch online. I'm just saying. So, grab your Bible and notepad and get ready to get back into study with us Thursday in our power-packed Thursday noon or Thursday night teaching. And that's what's going on. Please stay home and safe as we worship together and fellowship together in a variety of socially distant ways. We miss you. I miss you. Pastor misses you. We all miss you. And we look forward to when we will see you again. You can check out the church website or contact the church office if you need more details. Also, make sure to connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo, Instagram, and YouTube. This has been your St. Paul News, and until next time, be blessed.